Do you just look out the window the whole time? Yeah, I guess. If you do it right, it takes all day. But what do you actually look at? Um, that guy and wherever that thing is and the lady. And that's entertaining? Uh, no, but also yes. This is Alabama Linda, otherwise known as Candy Crush Linda. And since I only back winners, I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Wait, how many times has he been fired? Anyway, here he is, Eric Zane. I want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. Uh, welcome to the Eric Sancho Podcast. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. My God, here we go. I just uh, play that clip. Sometimes I have clips on this, uh, on this little sound machine here, and I, 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 don't, I don't know what the hell they are. And, I, and this one is just labeled as Drop, I'm Gay. And then... I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. <laughs> Out of context, that kills me. What was that? Was that um? It was some athlete, and I've already forgotten about it. Uh, I, I I'm not diminishing the fact that he did it. I, I don't I don't have a I actually don't have a problem when athletes come out and say, "Hey, I'm gay," because I mean. Uh, some of you might be like, ah, bullshit, he's just doing that to get attention. I, I, I don't think that at all. I think that actually it's, uh, especially for uh, gay people, um, uh, other athletes and, and people in their, in whatever field that they may work in, it uh, there will come a day when it won't be a big deal if a person's gay. But when these gay guys, like, uh, I think this is a football player. I don't even remember who the fuck it is. By the way, I got it. I bit the shit out of my lip the other day, and it's become a massive canker sore, and it hurts like fuck. Shit, do I hate that? I sound like mushmouth. Just want to take the time to say that I'm gay. Just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. <laughs> Again, I don't have a problem with it. It just sounds ridiculous. I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I had, uh, on part of our uh, trip, our vacation, it was kind of like a gay tour because uh, we hung out with our gay friends in Knoxville, uh, Jamie and Tony, these lovers, and uh, we, we talked all things gay with them, Diana and I. I've known those two gays for a long time. I said, so can I talk about your gayness? And they go, yeah, sure. I go, so like, uh, um, when did you, I mean, how, how is it? Is it just one day you go, Hey, I think I'm gay. And then, uh, Tony says, Oh no, man. Oh no. I, I knew very young at like age five that I was gay. I go, wow. And, uh, and then the other dude, uh, I forget what he said. I think it was a little bit later on in life, but it's tough because uh, they, in particular, the one guy has never approached his parents and said, I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. He's never, he's never done that. He's never had a discussion with his parents. And so 
it's kind of like they know, but not really, you know? So occasionally he would go over to visit his mom and dad with his lover, okay? And uh, it was, it was uh, yeah, this is, they would, I guess, introduce us as, as, this is my friend, I guess, for fear of what may happen. And, and that's kind of fucked up, you know? I mean, some people aren't nearly as accepting as others, but whatever. Uh, I am all things gay. And then I had um, uh, dinner in uh, New York after the Anthony show with a pal that Diana hasn't seen since she was in college. And uh, <laughs> we're sitting there, we're having a discussion, and he's super political. He he's loves talking politics, and he's, he just can't get enough of it. And so, obviously, he's super left-leaning. Now, I'm kind of like all over the board, as you all know. Uh, and sometimes I vote Democrat, sometimes I vote Republican, and uh, and, you know. It's just, it's weird with me. And so in this discussion, uh, he boldly asks who we voted for. And I go, oh, Trump. And he was just, he was just, he couldn't handle it. He was, he almost left. I go, okay, get it under control. You see, not everybody that voted for Trump is a total lunatic. Okay. We have, I, I had my reasons, but you, you, don't get your panties in a bunch uh, because of that. Well, what are we going to do now? I go, well, I think he's a fucking idiot, frankly. Uh, but uh, so, oh, uh, so I guess that saved it for him. But uh, I, I totally have gone out on this tangent just because of this clip. I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. God, is that ridiculous? So welcome. I'm so glad you are here. Holy crap. Uh, as you know, a daily podcast where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Each and every day of the work week, uh, I got something going on in my throat. Uh, if you watched yesterday, you saw me kind of like hacking and wheezing. Something's happened to me. Hang on. Oh my god! And uh, you might be like, "Oh, this is Sid. This is the big one. He's got the Delta. He's doing the Delta thing." No, no, no. I, I, I actually had the test done, and they, they came back. You didn't have anything. You had a cold. Go home. Hang on again. I've got, seriously, there's some serious load in my face. I just can't handle it. Oh, every time you hear me go, hey, hang on. And then silence. If you're not watching, I'm like covering my face and snorting booger. Shit. Uh, the show is on Facebook. You can watch it live. Thank you very much. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page brought to you. By Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. All right. Um, please uh, share that shit. Like it. Thank you so much. Twitter, a Periscope video brought to you by Blue Frost IT, if you're watching there. Uh, please retweet it with a snarky comment. That would be very kind of you. Thank you. And then on the almighty YouTube, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Brought to you, of course, by My Policy Shop Insurance. Uh, that is an insurance broker, insurance agent by the name of Frank the Tank Fuss. Frank uh, will take care of everything you need to get the right health care policy if you're buying it on the uh, marketplace or uh, 
You've got uh, medic, uh, Medicare in your future as you're turning 65 relatively soon, or you know someone who does. That's what he is all about. Remember him at buyinsurancehere.com. <clears throat> Damn it. I cannot get rid of this. What the hell? Uh, the, there is something happening to me. My, my health is in question right now. Um, and it has, uh, it has uh, definitely put a damper on my training for the uh, half marathon. And you're like, all right, here, here we go. Here comes the excuses. No, no, no. I got my training in yesterday as best as I could. But make no mistake, I, uh, you know, I, uh, yesterday was uh, mile repeats. And I've, I've detailed this with you before after the uh, warm-up, which, by the way, it takes longer and longer for me to get warmed up. My God. And it's so embarrassing because the local high school football team is out on the field, okay? And, uh, and, and, and here's my old bones going around them on the track. It's just, and they, they just look at me like I'm just some type of charity case. So, uh, all right, do the warm-up, and then you have five, count them, five one-mile repeats. And you run... Uh, pretty hard faster than 10k pace for some of you that means something most of you it doesn't but it's 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 pretty tough it's not the end of the world but it's 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 a challenge you get each uh, one mile repeat done you stand there for two minutes you do another one um man it was just a absolute slog yesterday oh Oh my God, we are. Uh, <clears throat> Let's see here. We are on week eight of the training of a sixteen-week plan. Today, eight miles slow. It's called endurance pace. You're thinking, holy shit. Yeah, today, or this week, we're, we're looking at uh, 6, 14, 18, 19, 20, uh, 28, 35. Yeah, about uh, 43 miles for the week. Next week, my long run is 12 miles, Mike Ball. Where are you? Uh, if you want to support the cause for the AT Children's Project, you go to atcp.org slash Eric Zancho. Once again, I will post this for you. There you go. If you are watching the show live. Oh, God. Yesterday, after the workout, uh, well, Diana has been bugging me because, all right, we have this really old hot tub in the backyard, okay, on the uh, back uh, patio area, and then you go down, and uh, there's the rest of the yard. But this 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 hot tub's been there forever, like since we moved in, and we've lived here for. Uh, 11 years. I'm guessing the hot tub was there for years before. This is not a new hot tub, but it works. It's, it's, it's fun, especially in the cold months, man. Nothing better than being uh, uh, having snow falling all over the place, heavy snow in Michigan, 
and in the hot tub with your lovely wife. She's having a drink. She might feel a little frisky. You can slip a toe in the water or her. So now this thing hasn't been in operation for a couple of years. You're like, why? Why? I go, and, and I'm like, I don't know. The cover on top of the damn thing has been compromised. Like, you know, you put the big heavy cover on. It's like uh, keeps the heat in the thing. And uh, moisture has gotten into it, has made it kind of like a waterlogged mess. And it's uh, it's collapsing uh, a few more months. It's just going to fall right into the tub. I mean, it's bad. So it's looking super ghetto as ghetto as a hot tub can look it's got like um like the um where it sets have there they they formed like um uh divots that collect water which then turns uh into like a, a funk and algae and mold and mildew on top of the hot tub uh, when it rains, it it uh, it fills up these these divots, and the birds take baths in it. I'm not kidding you. You see an army of birds because we got those bird feeders. They sit there, they they bathe in it. So then that just adds to the slurry of shit that's on top of the uh, hot tub. It's a complete disaster. So finally, I go. Well, you know what? We need a new lid for this thing. It takes forever to get here. I'm serious. It took like five months for this new hot tub lid to get here it's like 400 bucks finally gets here <clears throat> and then uh, as usual uh, anything that i uh, have as something that needs to get done it takes me forever hang on so the hot tub lid uh, arrives before we go on our trip and it's just sitting in the garage and uh, all the packaging like the fedex person drops it off and just sits there so uh, yesterday, Queen of the Forest is like, uh, so do you think maybe you can put the lid on the hot? She always asks so sweetly, do you think maybe you could put the lid on the hot tub? And I, and I feel kind of bad. And I go, um, yeah, uh, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll get around to it. Now, I had no intention of doing this. <laughs> None. I, I figured it needed to sit there for another, uh, I don't know, four or five months minimum before I even considered that. But after getting done with the run yesterday, I don't know what came over me, but I'm, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tackle that project. This was a mistake. I should have left it in the garage for four or five months because it isn't as simple as just uh, uh, taking it out of the package and putting it on, putting it on the hot tub. Uh, a problem. The old one, <clears throat> excuse me, and I don't know if you know this, but the uh, what those things are made of is styrofoam covered in in, in leather, and it's supposed to uh, uh, the integrity stays fine if there's no water that gets into where the styrofoam is. But believe it or not, the styrofoam acts as a sponge, and uh, it's saturated with water. The styrofoam, so that has made this thing. Uh, as heavy as like, you know, 
a freaking bulldozer. It is so heavy. Just pulling it off is ridiculous. Now, I, I'm not lifting it. And the, uh, the new one, it's very easy to lift. It's uh, dry styrofoam with leather around it. How heavy can it possibly be? But the old one, oh, my God. And so it's very important that I, uh, the frame of the hot tub uh, serves as like support as I pull it off. And if I'm not careful, the old lid is going to fold right into the hot tub, which has about five inches of water in the bottom of it. There's no water in it. Okay. Again, it's been a while since we've used this. Um, now, when you take the lid off, you fill it up with water, you turn the fucking thing on. That's it. It's simple. It works. Um, when I shut it all down, it worked fine. Gets hot, shoots water on your back. That's it. It works. I'm pulling the lid off, and I don't follow my own protocol of keeping the frame to support it, and sure as shit, kerthunk right in there. And in the hot tub goes all of that fucking shit that was on top of there. It's all like, oh, fuck, man. This is a problem. This is instantly instantly become a can of worms you look in the hot tub now and it's just it's got worms in it and then all of a sudden as as it's laying in there uh, i'm surrounded by uh, wasps of course the fucking wasps have built a nest in the hot tub you know, I just got done with my uh, workout, so I got this hat on that I'm 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 swatting at the wasp with, with the hat, and they're they're dive bombing me, and I'm fighting them off. And the net, there the net, the nest is kind of like squished now, you know, because the hot tub lid kind of did a number on it, but it still remained intact. And I'm like, oh god, this is just the worst. So I I somehow managed to get this lid off of there. Everything that was on top of it is now inside of the tub. Uh, uh, wasps every everywhere. And uh, now the lid is on the ground. And there is no chance that I can move it. It's that heavy. I shit you not. It's gigantic, first of all. And I would say it weighs... Uh, 250 to 300 pounds. The new one is like 25. Light. So then I go, okay, well, I can't just leave this shit here. If I, okay, it looks, if I left it, it already looks like a white trash shithole. It's going to be that much worse if I just say, oh, fuck it. I'm going inside, man. I'm going to bed. So I might as well finish this job. This is very rare for me. So I get the hose, put it in the uh, hot tub, start filling the damn thing up. The idea is fill up the hot tub with water. All the worms and the leaves and the bird shit floats to the top or whatever. You use a little skimmer net that we use for the pool and get most of it out. Not a big deal. Uh, okay, I can handle that. Now I got to deal with the stupid lid. Uh, 
on the ground. And I go, the only way I can move this is if this thing gets broken up. And I go, how the fuck am I going to do that? And it, I'm, I'm not even sure that this is, I don't even know that that's styrofoam in the thing now. I found this out at this point because uh, the leather is just uh, 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 ripping apart. So I, I, I rip the, le- the uh, leather cover off in bits and pieces, and there's the styrofoam, and uh, it, it, it kind of like breaks, okay? So now there you go. I can, I can transport. I go, all right, this is a win. So I'm holding these giant pieces of waterlogged uh, 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 styrofoam, which are heavy in pieces still, but I can move them. You got to see this. It's not, I'm like, how the fuck? God, God bless the garbage man who's going to have to pick this shit up. So I like leave it. I didn't bring it out to the front of the house because, I mean, my neighbors already think I'm a fucking redneck. I, I don't want to put it out there yet. But it's, it's a shit show. I got to take a picture of this and post it just to see all of this nonsense. Okay, so there's that. I get the hot tub filled up. And if you look closely in the water, you can see tadpoles. I shit you not. At the bottom of it, there's these little fuckers swimming around. There's, there's no chemicals or, in it or anything. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is just ridiculous. There's going to be frogs in here before you know it. <clears throat> so I go, all right, no big deal. Uh, put power on. It fills up. I put the power on to the uh, to the hot tub. And then uh, there's, you know, right away, it'll start pulling water into it at a trickle and then heating it and then spitting it back out. And over the course of a day, you get it up to 103, 104 degrees. And then that's it, man. You get, you treated with chemicals. You're, you're happening. We are so far from that happening. There is all I've created is a massive outdoor aquarium and, uh, and, and frog habitat because uh, there's like this little display. Again, this is old. You got this old digital display that's giving me like, uh, remember that scene in uh, uh, Predator, the first one, when Schwarzenegger's looking at the bad guy and the bad guy's got the tree on him. He's like, <laughs> he hits a thing on his wrist and all those, all those uh, 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 symbols start to move. Beep, beep. Beep and Schwarzenegger, get out! He starts running away. Those symbols on his digital display is what is showing on the hot tub. It's all sorts of weird. I'm like, what the fuck does this even mean? And uh, I go, well, this doesn't look. And it's it, it, about the only thing this thing is capable of doing right now is telling me how cold the water is, and that is 68 degrees. So I like, I hit uh, one of the jet buttons so that you know the the jets should work right no it just sits there going it's not even pulling any water into it it's not spitting any water out it's just making a noise like it's about to explode i'm like how the how does this even happen i mean when i stopped using this it worked so are you telling me that just not using it makes it break how the fuck is that even possible so this thing's shitty uh so now i gotta call jeremy out the door and have him. I just saw him yesterday. I went to see Jeremy out the door yesterday, and uh, uh, to pick up some pool chemicals. And um, now I gotta have him over here to fix a damn hot tub. Uh, 
This guy, Jeremy, out the door. He uh, he works at a business called Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. If you ever if you have a pool or you need anything for a pool or a hot tub or you, it's always weird because they sell pools, hot tubs, and foosball tables. Why, huh? Uh, Jenison, Michigan, Chicago Drive, Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Jeremy out the door runs the place. Why do you call him Jeremy out the door? Every time he sells you something and he gives you the price of the chlorine tabs or the hot tub cover. I hate, all right, how much is it? Uh, $45 out the door. He always says out the door. So that became his nickname, Jeremy out the door. He runs that place. That's a freebie for you. I've been trying to get him on the podcast. And for and you know, and what we were going to do was sell hot tubs. But there's a hot tub shortage. I'm not even kidding. Since the pandemic, for some reason, uh, and I'm not even sure what, there's a shortage of hot tubs. This guy's industry is just, it's, it's, it's a miracle that he's made it, Jeremy, out the door, because he can't really sell any hot tubs, or he's had a hard time. He has some, but it's been a hard, he's got like, uh, you know, a backlog of orders for hot tubs. And then the other thing that happened, I shit you not, is in the fall, one of the main places in America that makes those chlorine tablets that you put into the chlorinator for your pool blew up. Like the whole place exploded and caught on fire. So he gets a frantic call from the distributor saying, hey, Jeremy, out the door. Uh, if you you better get if you have any orders, you better get them in now because we're about to have no ability to make chlorine. Incredible. Price skyrockets. At least that's a story they're telling me. All right. So uh, that that was that was my day yesterday. This is serves me right for uh, open. You know, this all I wanted to do was put the lid on the hot tub absolute catastrophe real world real world problems um hell of a lot better though than flying off of a uh c14 whatever it was c130 transport plane can you believe what the fuck happened yesterday in afghanistan what a sequence I am referring to the United States military plane uh, heading, you know, down the runway with uh, all these Afghani people running next to the plane. That was bad enough. And then seeing, uh, you know, several people hanging onto the plane as the plane makes its way uh, through the sea of people on the tarmac. And as of yesterday's podcast, that was all that I had saw. You see like 10 or 15 guys hanging on for dear life as the thing goes at uh, 10 miles an hour. Conventional wisdom would tell you that uh, as they got up to speed and they're banging on the door, let us in, they, they, they get off or they fall off. Nope, not even close. These kung fu grip motherfuckers hung on to the plane 
as it went, uh, however fast the plane needs to go while it's heading down the, the runway. And then, all right, wheels up. And these guys are still on the plane. The next thing you know, somebody's getting video of this. Uh, well, I don't know how high was it? 3,000 feet? It was uh, the the, the uh, plane was making its ascent. And you see this little specks come flying off the plane. It's the dudes. The dudes have lost their grip strength. Oh, my God. And down, down they come. Uh, Dirk sent me that. And it said, uh, Afghan men uh, hanging on to plane, fall thousands of feet. And I wrote back, are they okay? You see, that works. It was not revealed to me that they were dead. It was just they fell off. Well, of course they're dead. But that's how the joke works. So these guys, uh, there. I actually saw a in, an image of the locals scraping these dudes off the pavement. Fuck. My God. Now, the uh, thing to do today is to bash Joe Biden. I'm kind of I'm kind of going to do that. This is an absolute shit show, and I guess the question that needs to be asked, which he is on the hook for, it isn't so much about us getting out of Afghanistan. I don't think that's the issue at all. Frankly, we shouldn't have been in Afghanistan. Um, but I mean, hindsight being what it is, it's quite easy for some schmuck like me to say that, but I guess what is the issue here that cannot be overlooked and it is, he is, uh, responsible for, uh, would be the, uh, means of the withdrawal. And I, I guess, uh, what, what uh, also hindsight being what it is, it's very easy for someone like me to say that, but he is subject to that type of criticism. And I think he kind of said, yeah, this is on me. So, I mean, what more do you want? This is his fault. I think, um, when you look at, uh, the withdrawal and how it's gone, uh, have we ever considered doing something a little bit more subtle because, you know, um, if the administration, excuse me, announces to the world, we are withdrawing, you know, and you, and you do it that way. You're, you're basically giving the green light for, in this case, the Taliban to mobilize and begin the process of them starting to do what they want to do. And that is run this country the way they want to run it. And whatever, if they're going to run it the way they want to run it, that's fine. And the only reason why, um, and if inevitably that is going to happen, um, you know, you can't really stop that if they're going to. Okay, because if they decide the Taliban says, all right, we're going to we're going to take over the country and the uh, the governing body, the Afghan government lays down their arms, there's really not a lot you can do about that. Okay, true. We would love if the Afghanis would have uh, put up a fucking fight, but they did not. 
For what reason? I'm not sure, but it obviously didn't happen because the Taliban just said, all right, we're in charge. And then the, the, uh, the Afghani said, all right, take it over. We don't even care. So that's weird. Um, but the idea that we announce, hey, here we go. We are now leaving. If you, why, why can't we just slowly draw down without anybody knowing anything? You don't have to say or do anything. Just keep it low key, you know? And the reason why this is important is because if you have a series of Afghani citizens who are afraid for their lives, and or let's say the interpreters and the people that uh, helped out the allies, they're going to die. Why don't you start with them along with your own personnel and get them out of there on the down low as subtly as you can, rather than this gigantic, here we go, we are withdrawing, and then everybody bugs out rapidly. And then, holy shit. Now, I don't know, maybe I'm missing something. Perhaps that was the plan, but... It's not looking like that at all. You know, because uh, uh, fucking Ahmed is falling 3,000 feet to his death. So um, this wasn't handled appropriately in any way. It's shitty. It was done terribly. And, uh, and Biden is on the hook. He is on the hook for this. This, this withdrawal is, is his fault, the way it's being done. You know, because of the fucking chaos that is. We only hold the airport, for God's sake. Now, as of right this minute, they have resumed those flights to get getting more and more people out of there. Now you have a refugee scenario where as many people as possible that used to live in Afghanistan now basically have the clothes on their back. <clears throat> they go, they jump into these C-130 transports. I saw an image of more than 600 people like uh, uh, packed in like cattle inside one of those things, just getting them out of there, flying them to uh, uh, one of the other Arab nations, uh, Qatar or whatever, where I'm sure it won't be any good either. But um, just a shit show. Uh, not to mention the our own personnel that worked in Afghanistan, reporters, uh, government uh, uh, staff, you know, uh, people that are just working there at their own risk. This is all shitty. There, there, there is no mistaking this. And you're, you're, you're looking at both sides of the aisle are letting Biden have it. They're like, how, how could you do this? And, you know, for once, when are we as a country going to not be uh, flat-footed? We're always like, oops, oh, boy, we didn't know. We didn't have any idea what was going on. Yeah, stand by. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, 9-11. Oh, I didn't have any idea. No, you you did. You had plenty of opportunities. There was plenty of intelligence telling you that this was coming. Don't act like you didn't know it. Uh, A pandemic. Uh, Unbelievably unprepared. You know the old thing about, uh, we don't have any fucking ventilators. We don't have anything. Holy shit. That's because we weren't prepared. Uh, As a whole, this country, uh, the, the leaders of the free world... It always feels, when things like this happen, like it's a house of cards, for God's sake. Come on. Now, at the end of the day, the Taliban, and you know what? Can we stop calling it Taliban? Biden calls it Taliban. I don't think it is. I think it's Taliban. The Taliban shows up and they're like hey uh we're offering amnesty 
and uh, just let us know, and uh, you're good to go. Now, nobody believes that because you're going to get, uh, you know, some dude show up there and, uh, yeah, hey, I was an interpreter. Shoot him right in the face. Nobody believes any of that. Um, they're trying to say the right things. They want to be recognized as a legitimate a legitimate uh, entity running the country. But, oh, my God. I think we need to look no further uh, than, than uh, uh, the look at this country from here in the U.S. Uh, about how they treat women to realize, oh, my God, it is just the, North Korea looks at the Taliban and says, man, you guys are fucked up over there. There is a spot online that details kind of like the rules, and I'm just going to gloss over it. This is, okay, in the last 20 years, women have been able to be educated, uh, wear what they want. Um, They have all all sorts of rights, and uh, they they live like they want to live there. Um, This organization, the Taliban, being in power, I mean, all of that is out the window. And, and before I even go down this road and explain this to you, I, I guess my question is, with 20 years there, how is it that we weren't able to eliminate, wipe from the face of the earth, every single one of these fucking scumbags? I, I'm, I'm sure it's easier said than done. But is it? did they just like assimilate with the rest of the society in Afghanistan and just bide their time? Is that what we're dealing with here? Or is, is there actually a, uh, a stronghold of where they are that we know of? And if we do know of it, why for the 20 years did we not like bomb the shit out of it to make sure that it, uh, it doesn't rear its head? You know? You know what I mean? I don't know. Women over the age of eight are not allowed to go to school. They're not allowed to be in direct contact with men other than a close blood relative. Women should not appear in the street without a blood relative or without wearing a burqa. And a lot of these women are like, we don't even have them anymore. All the burqas are gone. They like threw them away. You know, are you telling me that there wasn't one woman who said, I better save this just in case. Women should not wear uh, wear high-heeled shoes. Yeah, if they're wearing a burqa, they're not going to wear high-heeled shoes. Uh, As no man should uh, hear a woman's footsteps lest it excite him. Women must not speak loudly in public. That that one's okay. Uh, I'm kidding. As no stranger should hear a woman's voice. Can you imagine if uh, our beloved Sarah Rukruk Roosh took a trip to Afghanistan, they'd be like, what the fuck is going on with her? Uh, all ground and first floor residential windows should be painted over or screened to prevent women from being visible from the street. Uh, f- uh, photographing, filming, and displaying pictures of females in newspapers, books, shops, or the home uh, banned. So, like in the last 20 years, they got like beauty shops. You know, they actually have those. And and the guys who are running the shops, uh, they, they got like uh, paintbrushes and rollers. And, you know, it says, uh, ladies, get your uh, hair done here. And there's a picture of a beautiful woman. They're like painting over it. 
Um, the modification of any place names that includes the word women, for example, women's garden was renamed spring garden. Mm-hmm. Women uh, forbidden to appear on balconies of their apartments or houses. Uh, this one I definitely support. Ban on women's presence on radio. That should be here in the U.S. We should have that now. Healthcare. Prior, prior to the Taliban taking power in Afghanistan, male doctors... Uh, had been allowed to treat women in hospitals. But the decree that no male doctor should be allowed to touch the body of a woman under the pretext of consultation was soon introduced. So then we kicked the Taliban out. They're like, oh, good, the doctors can take care of the women now. Now you can't do that. The doctors can't care for women. With fewer female health professionals in employment, the distances many women had to travel for attention increased. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, listen to this. Um, women were barred from accessing the traditional public baths uh, as the opportunities for socializing were ruled un-Islamic. These baths were an important facility in a nation where few possessed running water. And uh, the bar gave cause for the UN to predict a rise in scabies and vaginal infections among women denied methods of hygiene as well as access to health care. Nazreen Gross, strangely enough, the name, stated a Afghan-American author stated in 01 that it has been four years since many Afghan women had been able to pray to their gods as Islam prohibits women from praying without a bath after their periods. So... You're living in a nation where the men are saying, ladies, no, after you have your period, you may not clean that area. Okay. How is it that any man then ever goes? Can you imagine uh, uh, deciding that you want to have sex with a woman who has had 48 periods and has not uh, taken a bath after a one of them? You're going to have to chip that shit with a chisel. Uh, the Taliban had banned women from attending hospitals. So this is this is what they're doing. This is what they can expect. In October of 1996, a woman had the tip of her thumb cut off because she had nail polish on it. My God. Uh, there's a still shot I'm looking at of a, uh, a a woman who's being executed. She's being shot in the back of the head. It's right before the moment of impact. Uh, this mother um, had seven kids, and the kids and her were all abused. Well, one day, one of the kids rebelled and was able to kill the guy while he slept, like buried a knife right in his chest. The authorities arrive and the mom says, I did it to take the fall for the kid. They knew the kid did it, but nobody would admit it. So they said, tell us or your mom dies. And the mom would not, she wouldn't rat anybody out, nothing. She took it like a champion. And they end up shooting her in the head. 
this is what is uh, is going. And now the uh, Taliban is like, oh no, 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 no. We we love women. Uh, come on out. Come on out and see us. My God. Now, at the end of the day, um, we've been in there too long. I don't have a problem with us getting out of that country. It's it's another Vietnam. There's no apparently no winning that. It. I'm sure it wasn't. Our military wasn't trying to end um, the Taliban. Sure, we ousted them, but they weren't defeated. Uh, so this this has a lot of similarities, in my opinion, to Vietnam. You know, they get these occupations, and then the uh, uh, the, the people that live there they assimilate with the rest of the population. They they get dug in. They're they're hard to root out. It's not an easy thing. Uh, fuck when are we going to learn to stop trying to change cultures you know that it, it never works it never fucking works and then um so now it's going back to the way it was the uh withdrawal is horrible it's being done poorly so all these people that they have to get out are at risk nothing will have changed it'll all go back to normal and then in however many years against whatever country we'll do it again when are we going to learn leave these fucking animals the fuck alone okay ah uh, holy shit all right i have a patreon podcast and it happens uh probably around 11 o'clock today the patreon bonus podcast and i want you to check it out patreon.com slash eric zane thank you if you've uh, supported the show in the past it oh my god it is the lifeblood it was way back in january of 2019 when you all came out in droves and made me realize hey man i can do a podcast uh for the rest of my life all i have to do is uh, keep putting out the content and you made me very aware of that thank you so much if you want to help out the show in a quick way and get a ton of content more listening for you Go to patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Listening and viewing. It's all there. The open and the live stream of this podcast. Brought to you this time around by My Policy Shop Insurance. That's the dude I was talking about. Frank Fuss. Frank the Tank. My God. Okay. He is a licensed insurance broker. Now, okay. The best part about this is what I'm telling you about is free. This is a sponsor that he makes his money, not from you directly paying him, just you hiring him to be his insurance agent. Okay? It doesn't cost you anything. He makes money from all these great insurance companies that he is going to get the best policy for you. Uh, And one of the things I like to touch on the most is if you buy insurance from the marketplace. And a lot of people, like me, have to do that, especially if you're a a small business owner or you have uh, maybe you're self-employed, whatever it may be. I guess those two things are the same. Uh, MyPolicyShop.com. And what I want you to do is go to um, this website, BuyInsuranceHere.com. And that's just a simple form with your name, how you heard about Frank, uh, what your need is. Could be uh, dental insurance, could be health care from the marketplace, could be Medicare, uh, whatever you need. It's all there. Put the information down who you are, how he gets a hold of you, and then he will contact you. This guy works tirelessly. He works it, man. 
Holy cow. I love this guy. Frank Fuss will make you very happy. I get my insurance from the marketplace, and right around November, I reach out to him. I go, Frank, it's time for a new policy. Uh, am I going to get the same one that I had before? No, Eric, there's been changes to your life plan here, whatever it may be, like you know, Jackie with her big girl job. She gets her own benefits now, so she's coming off the insurance. Frank takes care of all that shit for me. Call upon Frank. Mention my name. Buyinsurancehere.com. That's the site. Excuse me. God, having a tough time with that. My throat. Um, Back Alley Comedy Club. Man, I am stoked about this. We have um, two winners, or, or finalists, I should say, of um, Last Comic Standing coming. That would be John Heffron and John Reap, starting August 24th in West Michigan. And I just had a listing of all those shows. Oh, there it is. Okay. August 24th. All the way to August 28th, different uh, back alley comedy clubs, also known as Full House Comedy now. They're making a little name change. Uh, in fact, I want you to go to fullhousecomedy.com for a listing of all these shows. Heffron and Reap are appearing together. You're going to love this. Get your tickets now for either the August 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, or 28th shows. All different locations. Get all the details. Fullhousecomedy.com, formerly known as BackAlleyComedyClub.com. You got Mitch Fatel showing up in early September. Eddie Griffin, September 3rd and 4th. And uh, Ryan O'Flanagan, my gosh. A ton of great shows coming to the area. Fullhousecomedy.com. Dot com. That is our pal, Big Dick Donnie Veltman. Man, that is great. All right, buddy. Uh, water. I need a drink. Stand by. One of my favorite things to do on the uh, trip to uh, New York was kind of just wander around and see the city. You know, um, Especially the area around the uh, 9-11 Memorial and Museum. Again, if you have not done this and you're a fan of history, I guess. I mean, being that it is almost 20 years to the day that that happened. It, uh, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. You, you go there and uh, it's a somber thing. This is not going, oh, wow. Hey, let's get a picture around the destroyed fire truck. But it's you're you're you're. I don't know why why people like me like this type of thing. I can't quite put a bit of clarification as to why I'm so interested in this. But um, I am. It's it's just an absolutely stirring thing. The 9-11 Memorial and Museum. But right away, excuse me, I was brought back to life in general and the hilarity that exists in it when uh, afterwards it's kind of somber. Diana and I were kind of, you know, but a little hungry. uh, Food truck. That's, to me, that's freaking eating fine. Uh, I don't care what it is. I need to eat off of a truck. And it's quick 
And uh, and this guy is on the phone when we walk up to the truck, and he doesn't want to serve me because he's on the phone. And I'm standing there looking at him. He's in the truck, and I can't even tell him what I want. So, uh, and he barely speaks English. I think he's talking to a, a brother who said that in the event that uh, there's an evacuation, the guy is going to hang on to the plane and make it here. And that was it. So I take a picture of lamb over rice. That's what I want to eat. I want a bowl of lamb and rice. That's all. I take a picture of it and I hold it up. And the dude smiles. He's like, aha, we communicate, guy. Sounds like my dad. And uh, so he he's making it while he's on the phone, you know. And then uh, same thing with Diana. She wants some crazy Euro deal. I don't know. I take a picture of that. I hold that. And he goes, all right, great. Thank God I took money out of the machine uh, because then he hangs up. He gives me my food and uh, he goes up uh, $56 or whatever ridiculous price it is for it. And I, I hand him my card and he goes, gosh, gosh. I go, oh, fuck. So good thing I had money. Thank God. Or else that would have been really, really screwed up. I have to put Diana, hey, wait here, Diana, while I go to the machine and get money to give to this fucking guy. Uh, pay the dude, get the food. Now, here's the problem. There's this, like, uh, uh, area in, in the city where you can sit, and there's, you know, trees and stuff like that where you can kind of just be in the shade and sit on a bench, eat your food. And there's signs everywhere. Do not feed pigeons. Does anybody follow that? No, because they're all fucking idiots. The pigeons are a absolute swarm. You would not believe how many pigeons are there. And there is no such thing as a as a I mean, first of all, they 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 look like shit. They all look like they're diseased, okay? Their their eyes are like seeping. Their 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 their, their plumage just looks stupid as hell. They they look like their assholes are constantly wet. Uh, and, and people are feeding the pigeons. And I'm like, you see, I, I'm not kidding you, uh, 40 or 50 pigeons all piled up, huddling around the food. And I'm like, fuck, man, get me the fuck out of here. So we wander to a place where there's no pigeons. So this is a good thing. And uh, I might even posted this on Facebook at some point because it was just so ridiculous. All of a sudden, um, there's a very distinct sound when a uh, a wet load of pigeon feces falls from, I don't know, 30, 30 feet up, 30, 35 feet up, and smacks right on your skin. It's, it's a real, it's a real wet like that, you know? And uh, I'm, 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 I'm seated with, uh, with my left leg over my knee with shorts on, similar to what you see right now on the, uh, on the video podcast. And I got my rice and lamb. And uh, this pigeon almost shit right in the food. And you know what? It's a damn good thing because there's, you know, I might have been looking away and I probably wouldn't have heard it. It wouldn't have made the smacking sound if it landed in the food. Okay. And then we have a new strain of uh, coronavirus because I'm eating bird shit. Uh, and it, the bird shit right on my leg. And this was, uh, this was quite a work of art because the whole leg 
I mean, this was a lot of moisture and shit, and it's all just this big. It looks like a giant cell, okay, uh, from biology. I had all of the uh, cytoplasm, which is all of the uh, liquid that came out of the bird's asshole, and then the, the nucleus was whatever it had eaten half an hour earlier. In, in mass okay and it's just rolling down my leg this juice and i'm like what the fuck? and diana's laughing she's like ah, ha, ha. Like, what the? she goes did bird just shit on you i go yeah yeah it just shit on me now who's the dick that said that that's supposed to be good luck oh my god so that was absolutely hideous and I go, yep, let's go. We're moving. And because uh, I, I looked up and there he was. He was looking right at me. His asshole was winking right at my face. Oh, my God. Absolutely ridiculous. Bird shitting on me in New York City. Uh, folks, don't look now. But Tesla is in the crosshairs again. Now, I have talked Many, many times about how there is no way in hell you could get me behind the wheel of a Tesla. Um, there's nothing anybody can say that would convince me that this is a good thing. You know, because it's a machine driving the car. What world, what, how is it that we're in a world where we trust a machine to just drive down the road and not hit anything? I have maintained this for years, okay? And um, still, hold on a second. Would you quit it? Hey. Freaking Bruce. Still, uh, we're, we're progressing down a path where we're having more and more automated vehicles, trucks. Uh, they're, hell, they're, they're, they're out right now. Uh, buses. No way. I am sorry. I will never, ever, ever do this. And the latest is now these Teslas have no ability to realize, like when you are, uh, if you're driving down the road and you see a cop, you're supposed to get over into like, uh, so you're one lane away, you know? So if you're like got two lanes on the freeway uh, or the interstate and he's on the right, you get in the left lane when you pass him. It's a safety thing. You're, you know, it's very, very, well, hell, anybody that's stranded on the road, it's a good idea to get over. Tesla, these things uh, aren't just uh, not getting over. They're just running into emergency vehicles. So this story that I play for you, uh, that I'm going to play for you, it has it's all sorts of video clips of uh, fire trucks destroyed and ambulances and police cars. This morning, Tesla technology is under new scrutiny. Federal safety regulators now investigating at least 11 crashes involving Tesla vehicles colliding into emergency vehicles while using autopilot or driver assist mode. In one crash last August, a driver using autopilot slammed into a sheriff's deputy's parked cruiser on the highway. Authorities said the driver was also watching a movie yeah. on his cell phone at the time. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says it will look into the autopilot function, including assessing the technologies and methods used to monitor, assist, and enforce the driver's engagement. Seven of the collisions caused 17 injuries and one death. 
The regulator says most crashes occurred after dark and often at scenes where first responders were using flashing lights, flares, illuminated arrow boards or road cones. The investigation will cover nearly 800,000 vehicles, including models from 2014 to this year. Another driver involved in a crash with a parked police cruiser calls the probe appropriate, but still believes in the benefits of the technology. It's not perfect, but it's better than human drivers. Test. No, it's not, asshole. You know why? Because human drivers aren't going to smash into uh, fucking police cars on the side of the road. Amb- ambulance guy pulls up, you know, he's sitting there going to help somebody, whatever. Next thing you know, the fucking ambulance is flying through the air, smashing into them, killing into them. The benefits outweigh the risks. Oh, my God. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. I mean, if you have the ability to drive, I mean, well, other than the advantage of, uh, I don't know, watching fucking Netflix while you're driving, uh, what what other advantages are you telling me? There, there are no other advantages other than your comfort. Come on. Tesla did not respond to NBC News for comment, but CEO Elon Musk has long defended his company's safety record. Tweeting back in April, Tesla with autopilot engaged, now approaching 10 times lower chance of accident than average vehicle. Okay, now that may be true. And in fact, I'm sure it is. But what he is describing there is when Teslas do their thing, they expect the uh, motorist to sit there and watch. In fact, Tesla wants your hands on the wheel. Uh, that's not autopilot. Okay? Autopilot is watching a movie. And these idiots buy the cars and they think that they can take their hands off the wheel and it's fine and it's not. And then wrecks happen. So I guess, yes, if you do it the way Musk wants you to do it, you know, autopilot where you drive, then it would work. But what's the point of that? The company's vehicle manuals do note that autopilot requires active driver supervision. And drivers are also warned to keep their hands on the wheel and be prepared to take over. If a driver takes his hand off the wheels, the car immediately responds with visual and then audio warnings. Why does it? Then why? Why do you want this? If if basically you get it so that the car drives itself and then the second you let it start driving itself, it says you got to drive. Who the fuck's going to buy that? How is this even a company? How how is this a viable entity into the uh, automaker wars? But some safety experts believe that's not enough. Whether you're driving a Tesla or not, you're affected by this clinical trial that they're essentially running on the, on the U.S. public roads. The federal government has looked into... Yeah, nice audio. I understood none of that, Dick. More than two dozen other Tesla crashes, often involving drivers using autopilot. There's also been dangerous behavior caught on camera, like sleeping behind the wheel. This guy was just head between his legs, completely... Like showing video, the guy's completely asleep. It's like half of you when I'm doing a podcast. The asleep. Are we as a society... It's like you listening to Around the Room. Ready, ready for this technology? I don't think we are ready for this. The technology's not ready to do this yet. I wish I had that joke first. 
For its part, the NTSB has for years called for stronger safety mechanisms around autopilot and even considering putting in a geofencing type of technology to limit exactly where autopilot can be used geographically. The NTSB, of course, is the safety investigator, not the regulator. Now the regulator is looking into this, and that could take a year or so before this investigation is wrapped up. Yeah, I, I'm not buying anything about this autopilot that that it's it's not autopilot if if the company that uh that is sells it to you says yeah uh, uh autopilot where you can uh, enjoy all the accoutrements of uh you know uh being a passenger in a vehicle uh buy our tesla and then you look and it says uh, don't let go of the wheel and you have to keep your eyes on the road in case it steers you into a wall or an ambulance, then you should steer clear of those things. Uh, You definitely don't want to smash into those, so enjoy your autopilot function. Get the fuck out of here. That is stupid. No way, no how. I will always have my hands on the road. I'll be the last guy. I, in my in my opinion, a perfect world would be Tesla goes out of business. Thank you to my friends at Gift of Life Michigan. Uh, if uh, if you go to EricZaneShow.com and you click on the Gift of Life logo, it's going to open up a page that says "Become a Donor." Now I didn't have this squared away last time, but I do now. Um. On that page, it says there are two ways to sign up. In the state of Michigan, you can say yes when renewing your driver's license or state idea, uh, ID through the Michigan Secretary of State. Uh, and then you can do it that way. Then, you know, basically you're driving your Tesla, you smash into an ambulance. And then uh, they, while you're breathing your last breath, uh, they pull out your ID and you go, oh, this guy, oh my God, look at this. He's a gift of life donor. Let's go get his organs. You can thank Elon Musk for that. Uh, or if you want, and I know this is all really crazy to think about donating your organs, but seriously, um, if you donate your organs to Gift of Life, um, you have within you eight life-saving organs. So that means eight other people, their lives will go on after you've smashed your Tesla into the ambulance. Also, tissue and cornea donation improves the lives of up to 75 people. So we're talking about corneas, heart, kidneys, intestines, tissue, pancreas, liver, lungs. EricZaneShow.com. Click where it says Gift of Life. And then it'll say, in addition to the driver's license thing, redirecting to the DLA website. And there you can uh, just give a little bit of information. Name, address, and then uh, they know. Submit it, and then you are on the registry. That's it. That's all I'm asking you to do. It doesn't cost you anything. You cannot take your organs with you. So if you're within the sound of my voice, or you can see my ugly face, donate that shit. EricZaneShow.com. Thank you to Gift of Life Michigan for being part of this show and letting me talk about them. Uh, thanks again to Bennett Flooring Installation. Right there. They just signed up for uh, more marketing on the show. Thank you, Bennett Flooring Installation, online at BennettFlooringInstallation.com. I love these guys. It's uh, so simple, too. Talk about an easy way to have your flooring be as expertly installed as humanly possible, but not breaking the bank. That's because 
You removed the old stuff. You pulled out the carpet that's soaked with urine or the stupid-looking floor that looks like 1976. Get it out of there. Get the room ready. And then, hey, you call on the big hitters at Bennett Flooring Installation. They show up. They measure that room. They say, this is how much it's going to cost. You're like, oh, my God, this is dirt cheap, and it's going to look perfect. Thank you. Your wife's going to be so happy. BennettFlooringInstallation.com. Uh, just call and get a free estimate if you are in the West Michigan area. They don't go everywhere. Okay, very select bunch of people that can be blessed with the services of Bennett Flooring Installation. They may travel a little bit out of their uh, circle if you're a Zane Show podcast listener, but I don't know. You got to ask. Call or text Jacob 616-318-0167. Okay, guess what? I've been uh, rattling through an hour and 10 minutes of podcast. And guess what I have to do? Uh, I have to tinkle. Sarah Rukruk Rush would say, he's got to take a piss. So I'll get to that. Uh, I'm going to do that in a second. Mm, let's see. Looking at, I haven't really talked to you guys on the, on the uh, comments. I don't, uh, I don't like to focus on them too much because they distract me, but uh, some of them I just cannot ignore. Uh, Ann says, uh, I'm an organ donor. I'm going to put a note on my license before I die that says, good luck finding anything useful, Jagoffs. I don't see anything else worth talking about. I don't want to sit here and read over it. It always makes me feel like I'm losing all the energy. All right. I'm going to take a pee, and then I'm coming back. Don't go anywhere. Stay with me.
Dick Sod for Fez Watley. <clears throat> like who? Who is Fez? Some of you, some of you may know who Fez was. Fez Watley from the uh, infamous Ron and Fez show. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley. Uh, Fez passed suddenly. He's fifty-seven. Died in his sleep. Johnny died one night. Died in his bed. Bottle of whiskey, sleeping tablets by his head. I know you guys love it when I sing. I'd bust out some karaoke here, but I'd get a uh, Facebook ticket. And I don't want to deal with that. <clears throat> Sarah says, girls go potty, men piss. Well, yeah, but don't say it. You can't do it. I, I, I hate it. I hate it when women use foul language. <laughs> that sounds so absurd. I get it. But I, I, it drives me nuts when women say uh, nasty words. I mean, some words, I, yes, they can say. But for some reason, that one gets me. Kate says, are you serious? Yeah, I am. I hate it when... The only time I like women using bad uh, bad language is, like, in sex. Like, if I'm having sex, and then, like, Diana starts using terrible language about what is going on in the room, okay? Then that is acceptable. But uh, I can't... She does not... That is not her game. She is not into that. That does not compute. That hasn't happened. So what I said was a hypothetical. It does not happen. She does not use that type of information. Well, the only thing she says is, shut up. Don't talk. I'm concentrating. Would you shut up? Here I am. I'm like, yeah, you like that? She's like, shut up. You're wrecking it. <laughs> I got to get right here. <sighs> Naomi Osaka. Okay. She is the uh, tennis player. She was in the Olympics, and then something—I uh, don't remember all this. All this. I think she said, "I can't participate," or something like that. Or she had no, no, no. She had uh, pulled out of one of the tournaments. Said, "Hey, I'm having a bad time. I'm mentally, I'm not right. I'm, I'm out of this. I'm out of. I'm out of here." And I don't have any problem with any of that at all. People were letting her have it, similar to what they did to Simone Biles. And I'm like, what a bunch of assholes, you know? Um, so, I again, I, I, I don't know anything that happened. I just know she wasn't feeling right in the head, and she said, all right, I, I can't play anymore. 
She made an appearance at the Olympics. She did poorly. She lost. You know, she hadn't been playing tennis that much, but uh, that was it. So I'm a little confused here, though. There is a tournament that's happening in Mason, Ohio, the Western and Southern Open. And she was being interviewed by a reporter, and she started to cry. Like, if you were just uh, glimpsing over the headlines here, uh, it would be uh, Naomi Osaka was interviewed by a reporter who bullied her, and she started to cry, and it ended it, and then that was it. Uh, And then the representative for the agent for Osaka said, yes, uh, she was bullied uh, by this reporter, shame on him. Uh, Naomi didn't deserve that. <sighs> the reporter, okay, it was a Zoom press conference. And um, this is what led to the problem. The reporter's name is uh, Paul Doherty, I believe, yes. Paul Doherty says, hey, I know you're not crazy about dealing with us, especially in this format, referring to Zoom. Yet you have a lot of outside interests that are served by having a media platform. I guess my question is, how do, how do you balance the two? Meaning, you don't like doing these types of things, but you still have to do, you, you have to do public things. How does, that, how does that work for you? That was the question. That's it. That's all it was. And, uh, okay, let me just read. You're, you're not crazy about dealing with us, especially in this format, yet you have a lot of outside interests that are served by having a media platform. I guess my question is, how do you balance the two? And also, do you have anything you'd like to share with us about what you said to Simone Biles? Because earlier in the press conference, Osaka said she had sent a message to Simone, but said she wanted to give her space because I know how overwhelming it can feel. Now, that's it. That's all this guy said. And for some reason, it, 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 she took it a certain way and starts to cry. And so then this guy's like, oh, fuck, I'm dead. And then that's it, man. Floodgates are open. He's screwed. Uh, Osaka wrote, when you say I'm not crazy about dealing with you guys, what does that refer to? And the reporter said, well, you've said you don't especially like the press conference format, yet that seems to obviously be the most widely used means of communication to the media and through the media to the public. So he's, he's saying, how do you, how do you figure this out? Then <laughs> she, Oh my God. So this get, check this out. This is, uh, this is from uh, the today show today about her, uh, losing it. Well, out to a moment, speaking of sports, that got a lot of attention. It happened during a press conference with tennis star Naomi Osaka. It was her first one since she revealed her mental health struggles and withdrew from the French Open nearly three months ago. And at one point, Naomi Osaka broke down in tears and walked away. NBC's Erin McLaughlin has the story. Hey, Erin, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. Naomi Osaka took questions from reporters ahead of a tournament in Ohio. She answered a few that asked about her mental health and what reporters could do better, but one exchange brought her to tears. A young tennis star wiping away tears. Naomi Osaka overcome with emotion after interacting with a reporter. You're not crazy about dealing with, with, with us, especially in this format. Yet you have a lot of outside interests that are, that are served by having a media platform. I guess my question is, 
How do you balance the two? When you say I'm not crazy about dealing with you guys, what does that refer to? It's uh, you don't like us. Uh, this isn't fun. It, it's I mean I, that's understandable. So she's she's uh, triggered at that point. I think it's because I think all she heard was the word crazy there, and uh, now she's like letting him have it. Which, by the way, you know I was. Uh, uh, neutral on this whole thing. I didn't have an opinion either way about her. In fact, I was more like, oh, she wants to take time off. Let her take time off. Now I think this is she's a crazy bitch. Okay, that are, that are served by having a media platform. I guess my question is, how do you balance the two? When you say I'm not crazy about dealing with you guys, what does that refer to? It started when a reporter from the Cincinnati Inquirer referred to past comments Osaka had made about her issue with the format of press conferences. The moderator offering to move on when Osaka paused mid-answer. Um, no, I'm actually very interested in that, like, point of view. So if you could repeat that, that'd be awesome. The 23-year-old went on to finish the exchange. Ever since I was younger, I've had a lot of media interest on me but seconds later she started an up talker too ever since i was playing tennis and acting poorly to questions that aren't offensive i would start to cry and just say that you're a bully to cry and left the room after a short time osaka returned to finish taking questions Naomi's agent later calling the reporter a bully, adding what? his sole purpose was to intimidate. What? Overnight, the reporter, Paul Doherty, writing in a column <laughs> that he understands Osaka's struggle, adding she's very human and doesn't mind showing it. Oh, yeah, fuck that. If I'm Paul Doherty, I write, fuck you. That's, here's my column today. Fuck off. And then that's the end of it. Uh, thank you. I'm Paul Doherty. Monday's press conference was Osaka's first since she stunned the world in May, refusing to speak to the media at the French Open before quitting the tournament and later withdrawing from Wimbledon. Osaka revealing on social media she has suffered long bouts of depression and that she gets huge waves of anxiety. Before- oh, I, I believe it. I believe that. This is something that I don't doubt. And you know what? I, I would... If I'm a reporter, I do not because okay, let's let's think about this. Paul Doherty asked a question that is not bullying, and this pain in the ass uh, spokesperson and fucking crazy Osaki, whatever the fuck her name is, they they've now indicted this guy who writes for a living and 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 has a job as they've labeled him as uh, a four letter word practically a bully. I know it's a five letter word, B U L O Y, but uh, I, yeah, that that's a that's like. That's like saying somebody used the N-word, okay? You refer to somebody nowadays as a bully. That's what that is. So, uh, no. And then, um, so, uh, the next press conference, there should be no reporters there. You want, you don't like uh, press conferences? Well, guess what? There will be no one giving a shit about you going forward. And you know what happens when no one gives a shit to you? Nothing happens. And then you don't, you know, get endorsements and make millions of dollars because nobody gives a shit about you. Boy, what a champion she is. We're speaking to the press.
Osaka says her mental health struggles started in 2018 after she upset Serena Williams to win the U.S. Open, a bittersweet victory she spoke about on Today. I felt a little bit sad because I wasn't really sure if they were booing at me or, or if it wasn't the outcome that they wanted. Sparking a conversation. Of course you read into it in a, in a weird way. ...about athletes and mental health that continued at the Olympics, where after issues early in competition, Simone Biles opened up about the struggles many face. At the end of the day, we're not just athletes or entertainment, we're human too. Now, Naomi Osaka doesn't like the format, obviously, of these news conference. Did she say... Oh, you bully! Did you hear that? She's a fucking bully. Oh, my God. What she would prefer... Yeah, she did. She suggests athletes have the option of a sick day rather than being fined for missing a post-match news conference. She also criticized... So, yeah, she wants to... Uh, if, if there's... Okay, so this is how it works. This community of uh, whatever Ohio that has this... Mason, Ohio, that has this uh, tournament that you've never heard of. The Western and Southern Open. Uh, you know, it... it, it there's there's a big name that they, they they have big names show up there. There's there's all sorts of different things, uh, uh, money on the line to have these these athletes there, and they they depend on them to do uh, uh, you know hype for the event. So you you show up and you 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 talk about the big match and you uh, be gregarious and friendly and nice and you make people like you and more people come to the event and they spend their money that's why they have events okay this fucking needy asshole said yeah i'm very sad i can't do a press conference oh you're a bully and no one's bullying anybody they just want to talk to you about your game okay and uh, it it it's it's now become this now now uh you have to be very, very careful. You you can't ask anything for, for risk of uh, something terrible happening to you. This is, and she wants to take a sick day. Well, you know, no, I, I know you uh, at the uh, Western and Southern Open want me to show up and uh, hype for the event, but uh, I'm going to take a sick day today because uh, I don't like any questions about anything. Hey, Naomi, what's your favorite kind of pot pie? <laughs> oh, my back. <laughs> Shut up. Size their timing, pointing to news conferences that happen straight after losses where she's asked sensitive questions. She says it amplifies the loss and it feels and she feels it could be oh. a, a friendlier. So she she uh, has a bad performance and someone asks, uh, hey, uh, Naomi, what happened out there? Oh, you're a bully. Oh, what do you, that's 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 the that's the nature of the beast. People want to know they this is a perfect opportunity. If you uh, if you had anybody coaching you that. um to show, okay, let's say she loses a match and she's upset. Get your fucking ass out there and show some grace in your loss. Give some credit to the person who beat you, who's probably an up-and-coming tennis player. Maybe it was a great match and the fans were really into it. Not just sitting there and saying, oh, God, I should be able to take a sick day. I don't feel good. Oh, no, this guy's a bully. And this poor dude, Paul, what's his face? He just bends over and takes it up the ass. Uh, and, and instead of saying, wait a minute, no, fuck that. I'm not going to take this shit. You calling me a bully. Oh, this thing stinks. What a shit show. Oh, my God. These people. Horrible. 
Uh, hey, I would, uh, I'd love to ha- you to have an Eric Zane show. I can't even talk. I'd love for you to have an Eric Zane show podcast t-shirt. Get it at ericzaneshow.com. Tons of different merch. Uh, more sponsors, of course, to talk about. JM Synthetics, 616-747-0233. It's about time for an oil change, isn't it? Uh, if you uh, are a, do, uh, a DIY pro, I don't know why I can't talk. Uh, get the Amsoil products from JM Synthetics, 616-747-0233. Uh, you can go to jmsynthetics.com, pick out what you want, call Jason himself on that number, 616-747-0233, and say, Jason, this is what I want, and then it shows up at your door. It's, a, it's even easier than buying it online, and you are helping a Zaniac who's trying to build his business. Well, all these people are Zaniacs, so thank you so much. Uh, A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. It's about time to get ready. Um, well, not not exactly. I mean, it, it, it won't be long until we're uh, turning on the, the heat, which is r- really a bummer. My God, I've only been up north twice this, this year. We're already talking about the end of the summer. Uh, 616-516-8579 if you need anything at all, either a uh, service call during the week or an after-hours service call. Uh, reach out to Senior Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579 for A&E heating and cooling. Maybe a new air conditioner getting installed, uh, utilizing the Comfort Maker brand of air conditioners and furnaces. Uh, maybe you're, you've got new construction, Okay. Call upon Joe. He'll do the installation. If you're a business, Joe can help you out there too. 616-516-8579. And then, of course, Blue Frost IT. My gosh. This company in West Michigan is the number one IT business in all of the land. They have a symposium, all the IT companies. And you got to vote for one company is the best. You cannot vote for yourself. Blue Frost IT has won the award amongst their peers this year. Number one IT company in all of West Michigan. And here's why. You're like, wait, what does that even mean? Uh, What can they do for me? An IT company. Well, let's put it this way. Um, First of all, if you're working from home and you want to upgrade your equipment, okay, you can call upon Blue Frost IT. 616-285-50. If you own a business and you want to upgrade in the workplace, maybe you're moving the workplace and you're going to need uh, uh, new wall drops and your, your new construction, whatever it may be, they can, they can do that for you. That's project work. Maybe you want to retrofit the office with new tech and upgrade the infrastructure of the building. That's Blue Frost IT. You get a complimentary consultation to find out everything you need. You sit down with the folks at Blue Frost, tell them what you need, how your business works, what type of tech you'll need. You name it. They do it all. Not to mention the managed IT uh, work that they do so that after they set up and finish your project, they are managing your equipment. Okay, that's a, a fee every month that you pay almost like a subscription-based service to make sure that your IT is running so that in case something goes wrong, you already have your boots on the ground. They can remote right into your setup and fix whatever you need, or they can show up at the workplace and take care of you that way. They do it all at Blue Frost IT. That's why they're number one, 616 285
experience. Oops, sorry. Uh, okay. Now, this story that I have here for you is based right here in Michigan, and uh, but it it could be it could apply anywhere because there's just been a change to the law. All right, that if someone as a juvenile or juvenile commits a like a like a murder and they're sentenced to life in prison there's been a change so that uh if you were under 18 when that happens you have to be resentenced so what this is possibly doing is taking people that uh, have lifetime sentences for terrible crimes that they should be behind bars for um, are getting a chance to leave prison. Now, I mean, honestly, when it comes to a terrible crime, um, yes, I agree that uh, if a person at 16 years old and they're now 50 years old, they, 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 they may ha- they probably have changed. And, uh, uh, you know, hopefully uh, have found a different way to live their life. Um, however, I don't think for a second that they should be allowed to step foot out into the world. That, that's wonderful that you changed. But unfortunately, you can't play ball anymore in the neighborhood, you know, because you murdered somebody. All right. Um, not only that. But think about the families of the victims who, you know, that's the type of thing, uh, a senseless, horrible murder. In this case, I think it went down to a dismemberment, too, in this particular case. Um, Yeah, it's kind of tough to put distance between, uh, you know, your dad getting murdered when you're a little girl or a little boy. You know, that kind of stays with you for a lifetime. Not to mention the cruel and inhumane reopening of the wounds when the crazy fuck who killed somebody way back in the day now has the ability to be resentenced. Then, you know, everybody in the family puts on the uh, uh, has to go and, and gather and try to petition the court to not let these scumbags out. Yet here we are. Here where I live, there's a woman who's in, I think she's like 46, 47 years old, and she was 16 years old, and she murdered some, 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 some dad. And, uh, and now, because of this change in the law, she may get out of fucking prison. This is incredible. Elation on one side of a Muskegon courtroom, heartbreak on the other. Late this afternoon, a woman convicted in a murder 30 years ago found out she will soon be eligible for parole. Amy Black took part in the December 1990 killing of David Van Boglen. News 8's Joe Lafergy is live outside the courthouse with the details on this. Joe? Well, the only reason Amy Black was back in a courtroom this afternoon was because of a 2012 U.S. Supreme Court decision that sentencing juveniles to mandatory life sentences was unconstitutional. Black was just 16 when Van Boglen was murdered. Muskegon County Circuit Court Judge Timothy Hicks today resentencing Black to between 35 and 60 years in prison. And that may seem like a long sentence for the now 47-year-old Black, but with good time and other credit she's earned while in prison, that puts her eligibility for parole 
much sooner. No one here in the courthouse could say just how soon, but considering she was a lifer before today, that's welcome news for Black, but very upsetting for the victim's family. Wow. Totally wrong. Dave can't come back, so why should she get a chance to Right. Go? Just wrong. No juvenile should have the right to be able to kill somebody and then turn around and get back out and enjoy the rest of their life. 35 years is not long enough. That was Dave's age. Now, keep in mind that uh, this decision today means Black will be eligible to go before the parole board. Doesn't mean the parole board will grant her that parole. Barb Van Bogelen says that's where she and her children will focus their efforts next as they try to keep Amy Black behind bars. Live in Muskegon, Joe LaFergie, News 8. This is ridiculous. Van Bogelen, 1990. You just heard from his family. His daughter was seven when this all happened. I think. Might have been a little older. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Families gathering around some bullshit. Uh, Black's co-defendant, Jeffrey T. Abramson, Abramson, now 50, is serving life without parole. He was 19 when the murder took place, so he's staying in there. At the time of his death, David Van Boglen was 34. He had a management position at a local foundry. Devoted father and husband also shared a passion for motorcycles with friends and family. He crossed paths with his killers at a restaurant. Van Boglen went there after an evening out with his friends. Abramson and Black saw that he had cash on him. Like he went to pay the bill. He pulled out a lot of bills. And he appeared to be uh, hammered. Somehow it got to a point where they invited him. They struck up a conversation and invited him back to the to an apartment in Muskegon Heights. It was there that Black beat Van Boglen over the head with a weighted uh, whiskey bottle. Black and Abramson then led uh, David Van Boglen to his company pickup, stuffed him inside, and drove to a remote area where Abramson stabbed him numerous times. Uh, They left Van Boglen along a two-track, cleaned up blood from the apartment in the pickup, and took off for Barry County. They were arrested three days later. I guess there wasn't a dismemberment. I don't know why I thought that. It must have been combining it with another story. But holy shit. Oh, my God. You know, here we are in in, in the United States. We're telling a a chick who is 16 years old that she can get out of prison for murdering a guy in cold blood. And earlier in the show, we're talking about how women in Afghanistan get their thumbs cut off when they wear nail polish. Holy shit. We should send her to Afghanistan for the trial. Yeah, okay. There's a chance you can get out, but uh, the court, the, the, the jury is a bunch of Taliban guys who will weigh in, and then you have to uh, take their punishment. My God, absolutely horrible. So all this was, this hearing was to, uh, you know, it, it doesn't mean she gets out, okay? It just means that um, with the resentencing, the judge can then sentence her for a sentence that makes it so she never gets out of prison. So we don't know yet. This was just a hearing for her to say her piece. And then the family says, no, bullshit. You should not have, uh, um, you, you, she, she should never get out. Um, the, uh, assistant prosecutor for the County says she should remain locked up for her role in the murder. 
His, the dude's frozen body was found propped up against a tree. I uh, contend there is nothing about this individual crime that shows an impetuous act. There are a lot of factors here that do show that this act wasn't immature, wasn't something that was impetuous. Um, God, I want to read something that the uh, defense attorney said. You know, the usual, she's reformed. There, there's all sorts of uh, comments from the defense attorney. Oh, yeah. She sheds tears. Tears of recognition for what she has done to another family. Good. You're supposed to feel bad. That doesn't, because you feel bad, doesn't mean, uh, well, that's good. Feel bad, but do it behind prison walls. That's that's what prison is. That's what it is. Suppo- you're supposed to have a bad time in prison when you kill people. Okay? Jesus. Defense attorney Kimberly Stout told the judge Wednesday she was asking for a term of years rather than life in prison. So if that's the case, I am guessing this defense attorney is like, you know, she's already served uh, decades behind bars. She should now have a chance at parole. And then you would put her in front of a parole board if they grant her that. And then she could be out walking the street. And in my opinion, that's where... You know, now you're looking at how painful that would be for the family, knowing that that this uh, knowing that this maniac is out. I mean, what was already a painful life as it is with her behind bars, knowing that she could be that that she is out. I would have a difficult time. Uh, in coming to grips with that, and I would want to hunt her down and shoot her in the fucking face. That would be very, very difficult to do. To not do, I should say. Holy crap. What is going on? I don't have any sympathy whatsoever uh, for her. All right. Be thinking about the asshole of the day. I think I know. That is brought to you by my friends, of course, at JM Synthetics and TC Paintball. Just got another uh, person showing up. That would be the one and only Josh, who says he'll be there if you want to join me. Paintball coming up August 29th. TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com. It's a 5 p.m. start. There was some confusion about the start. But we are starting at 5 p.m. on Sunday, August 29th. Reach out to me, eric at ericzangio.com. I want you to call upon Mario if you need a mortgage. 231-332-6505. Anywhere in the USA with the exception of Maine, South Carolina, Alaska, Hawaii. Call upon Mario if you need a mortgage. Just call him up. I'm not saying you just go with them sight unseen. Go ahead and call anybody else that does mortgages that you may have worked with in the, in the past. Just give them a shot. That's all I'm asking. You will not be let down. Mario, 231-332-6505. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. I just talked to my friend uh, Steve Prince the other day. Uh, he is the guy who is the uh, teacher, owner, operator of Prince Arming gun school get your cpl in the great state of michigan 
if you are in the area of where I am, West Michigan, that's who you call upon to teach you everything you need to know to be certified to carry your pistol concealed. Go to princearming.com. You got a class coming up. Uh, It's a two-day class. Thursday and Saturday. September 23rd. And then I guess that would be 24, 26. The 23rd and the 26th of September. It's 125 bucks. uh, Four hours a pop on Thursday evening, Saturday morning. And then you're done. Take the class, watch a video. You're going to have range time. You're going to practice. Uh, you're going to take the test, and then you're going to pass. You get your little certificate. Take it to the county that you live in, in Michigan. Uh, get fingerprinted, background check, 110 bucks to the county. Boom! You got a pistol license. It's that simple. PrinceArming.com. Find them on Facebook as well. Prince Arming. Like Prince Charming, but jo- uh, drop the CH. PrinceArming.com. September 23rd and 26th. Uh, let's see. Do I have anything else for you? No. I just have the asshole of the day, I think. Yeah, I've covered it all. I have nothing more for you. Who is it going to be for the asshole of the day? Uh, by the way, Kate says uh, shooting lessons Friday. She's going to get a pistol. Not in New Jersey, you aren't. Well, you can get a pistol, but you probably can't. But you can't carry it concealed. Uh, asshole of the day nomination. Uh, I will allow this as a nomination. Joe Biden for the Afghanistan disaster. Um, the withdrawal is pretty shitty. I'm not going to yet say, and the last story I had, uh, could lead us to an asshole of the day, but it still remains to be seen. Well, hell, you'd have to blame the Supreme Court because it was the Supreme Court rule that allowed this to happen in the first place. Uh, what else did we talk about that could be asshole of the day worthy? Uh, hot tub catastrophe. Taliban. Guys jumping off planes. Oh, my God. I still can't believe that. Have you seen that video? I will link it up. You see this little speck just go flying off the plane. Uh Women having a tough time in Afghanistan. Birds shit on me in New York City. Stupid Teslas. Naomi Osaka. Um, Her publicist call. I think the publicist calling the writer a bully is worthy of an asshole of the day nomination. Okay. Uh, And Lifer gets parole. I think I need to be have a split winner. Naomi's publicist and Joe Biden. You know, credit where credit is due. I don't. I don't usually get into a whole lot of. Well, sometimes I do talk politics, but and and I don't think Biden is wrong for getting out of uh, getting out of Afghanistan. If if we're just sitting there, I I I, I want to make that perfectly clear, but um. Obviously, there was no real uh, thought process going in on the withdrawal, and there are uh, many, many lives at stake. And he has admitted that this is a screw-up. So 
you know, that's fine that you take it on the chin, but you're still an asshole of the day for it. So there's that. Yeah, that's how it goes. Asshole of the day brought to you by JM Synthetics and TC Paintball. Okay, I love you all. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. I have uh, Patreon coming up. Don't be a stranger there. I'd love to talk to you more on that. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay, all right. Maybe we'll sing too. You know I love karaoke. Okay, and uh, I don't have a contestant for Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia. I know it's been a couple of weeks, obviously, since we've been gone, but... I will have it next week. For you. I'm going to pass on it because I don't have my, uh, I don't have my, I'm fucking Joe Biden when it comes to planning it. All right, folks. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you a little bit later on. Have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye.